You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams. That places trust in the magic of imagination. That is always the first star to the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join Sean, Tim, and occasionally David as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. Hey everyone, this is Sean, and welcome to Walt's Apartment, a Disney podcast covering everything in the Disney universe. Uh, my name is Sean, and I, like I said, I'm joined by Tim, and I'm also joined by Amber, who is our brand new co-host, who will be covering all things Star Wars. Amber, how are you today? Pretty good. Doing nice, all right, nice. you know, considering everything, yeah. but yeah, I'm right. happy to be here, and I always love to have um, an excuse to talk about Star Wars, so... right. <laughs> So we did this a little bit when when we started the show a couple weeks ago. Do us a favor, kind of tell us your Disney story, what kind of got you into into Star Wars and Disney, and then we'll go from there and we'll get on with the show. Cool. Um, so I don't think anybody growing up in this era like can say that they remember a time when Disney didn't touch their lives somehow, like even way back to your earliest memories. So it's really hard mm-hmm. for me to like pinpoint right. where, where Disney came in, but I do remember mm-hmm. as a child. Um, you know, when Star Wars would come on like ABC or whichever, you know, affiliated TV channel back in the 80s would show it on TV. Right. We didn't get to go to the movie theater that often and stuff. So when those types of things came on TV, it was like a family event, right? We Mm -hmm. all sat on the floor, just enthralled into especially Star Wars, this other universe um, that just kind of sucked you in. So always have been a fan since childhood, but I would say that um, when my kids were little, uh, you know, episodes one, two, and three came out Mm -hmm. and, and the merchandise was everywhere. And I'm like, gosh, I really love this, this whole, all, all about this. So, you know, playing lightsabers in the living room with the kids, the whole thing. Right. Uh, So then time goes by. My kids are grownups now, adulting. And, you know, I'm a middle-aged woman now with a lot of free time because I'm no longer a soccer mom, right? I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? What what sounds fun and cool to me? And right. somehow, um, when the Force Awakens promotional stuff started coming out, it just sucked me right in. You know, the female lead, the costuming, right. and I started joining some groups on Facebook and on social media. And... I was like, oh my gosh, I want to cosplay. I want to go to Comic Cons. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Right. This is like how I want to spend my free time now. So I cosplayed for opening night of Force Awakens, just made up my own Sith character, and it was kind of all downhill from there. <laughs> now I'm making at least a new cosplay, like a serious, legit cosplay a year. And then I do some like side um, just for fun kind of casual cosplays like all the time and my daughter and I go to comic cons and had just planned on being at celebration down in Anaheim this month. Yeah. That's true. This month. That's yeah. And, and getting to go to galaxy's edge for the first time. Right. So this month's kind of, you know, disappointing. (laughs) Oh yeah. 
But we're looking forward to saving up extra money now for two years from now when they've rescheduled it to have like an epic time. Oh, absolutely. So that's me. I'm, I, you know, I love all things Star Wars, but I especially love the costuming and, uh, you know, just the fandom piece right of it. So. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Welcome. Uh, we're going to love having your, uh, your insight to all things Star Wars. Um, we really appreciate you being on with us and moving forward. Tim, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good listening to Amber talk about her Star Wars experience. Like my favorite thing when I was little, um, my brother, who's a crazy, crazy, crazy Star Wars fan, we'd always get these cheap little lightsabers from, you know, Walmart or wherever. And we'd sit there and have a lightsaber fight in our backyard. And he would always pretend he's Luke Skywalker. Sometimes he's Anakin. And I was always the Sith. So I was always Darth Maul or, you know, Count Dooku (laughs) or whoever, you know, I was always a bad guy, but. It was a lot of fun just to, you know, sit there and have a lightsaber fight and just go crazy with it. So, um, yeah. yeah, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Um, right on. Yeah. Right on. Um, so we are going to move on to our next topic. And uh, if you guys heard our episode last week, um, the beginning of the episode, um, I, I kind of put some information out there. Um, we record the show on Sundays and uh, – Last Sunday, we recorded our first episode, also jacked up, so excited about what was going to come with Walt's apartment and, you know, all the new segments and everything. And then, like I said in our announcement, um, unfortunately, Tuesday morning, we were we were um, informed that our friend and our anchor and our, um, our the main host of our show, Chris Brown, unfortunately, uh, passed away suddenly. So uh, it's been a tough week. Um, it's... Yeah, uh, we've we've been talking all week to each other and just kind of comforting each other. I've been in communication with his family. His family is amazing. Joy and his three kids. Um, we're we're all about this continuing going on with it. And um, the the kids, the, the daughters, gave me a really special gift that um, I'll keep that to myself right now. But um, you guys know what it was, and you know how much I appreciate it. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys know Chris or know of Chris or have heard Chris before, he was just an absolutely the funniest guy, um, love, most loving guy, caring, and just had this like look outlook on life that he just he loved everyone, loved everything, but didn't give a damn either. You know what I mean? It just it it was just he was just. It is what it is. I am who I am. And uh, I don't want to go on and do a whole episode about Chris, which I know I could. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and, and, and uh, we could sit here and tell stories all night, but that's not what he'd want. Um, like I said, we, we will use his opening forever because um, he was a huge catalyst in me deciding to create this podcast. And uh, like I said in last week, I'm just, we're all devastated. We're going to miss him so much. And uh do you guys have anything anything you'd like to say about Chris or you know uh, I I didn't know Chris a whole lot. I've obviously only met him once and then I did a podcast with him once which was, you know, last Sunday. Um Right. But I was really really excited just looking forward to, you know, what Walt's apartment podcast had coming um with Chris and with David and just I was looking forward to it and it's very unfortunate what happened. Um so thoughts and prayers definitely going out to his family, so. All right. Yeah, he was always so joyous and welcoming and had amazing ideas. He was and a such a performer at heart, right? Oh yeah. From his singing and his um 
you know, stage things that he did and had so much knowledge about all of that stuff that you would have no idea that he would have an interest in. And, you know, I know as a performer, he would be the first one to say the show must go on. So, you know, I think it's very fitting that, you know, we honor him by continuing. Absolutely. Yeah. And we will. We continue to honor him every single day. Um, Chris, we love you very much. And we are so, so sad that you're gone. Um, we, we, I, I have thought about you every day for the past week. So uh, just know that we all love you. And uh, and uh, just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it at this time. But just we're going to continue the show for you, Chris. And like I said, again, we love you. And let's continue with the show now. Sounds good. All right, so this week in Disney history, um, Amber, do you have these in front of you? I do. Basically, last week what we did, we just kind of alternated alternated uh, different days and just kind of each read one. So um, ladies first, go ahead and read the first one there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 1899, writer and actress P.L. Travers, Pamela Linden yes. Travers, the author of Mary Poppins is born. Helen Lyndon Goff in Maryborough, Queensland, Australia. Well, that's a lot of big words there. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> you 19, did a good job, though. The 1934 publication of Mary Poppins was Traver's first literary success, and five sequels followed, the last in 1988. I had no idea there were five sequels. I had no idea either. When I was doing the research, I'm like, what, five? I did not know that. Did you? So you obviously know who she is? Yeah. Did you see Saving Mr. Banks? No, that's the one with what? Uh, oh my god, that is the best one, movie ever. Is it? The one with Tom yeah, Hanks. It is so yeah. good. Plays Walt Disney, and the whole story. The whole story is him trying to uh, convince P.L. Travers to let him make the movie Mary Poppins, and it's oh. the, that's how the songs came out. Um, and they did some filming of. Uh, and in actual Disneyland and they made it, t- took it back to the fifties. And I think Tim, didn't you say when you, you were at Disneyland when they were doing some filming? Yeah. I actually walked through the Espan or Esplanade and they had the gates closed and they were actually doing some filming of the saving Mr. Banks, um, which so. I thought was really cool. But is that on Disney plus? I believe so. If not, I believe I it might it be on Netflix. If not, it's on Netflix, yeah. but it's really, really good. It's definitely not, worth I've a got watch. the Blu-ray in my car and I'll let you borrow it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so, so far, two of you have homework this week. So yeah. we, yes, we do. <laughs> Tim, Tim has to watch The Mandalorian and uh, Amber, you, you can watch Saving Mr. Banks. So there okay. we go. Adding it to I will my take, <laughs> There you go. I will take the next one, um, August 9th, which is actually today when we're doing this recording. Um, 51 years ago, the Haunted Mansion attraction opened in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. <clears throat> the public opening of the attraction was heralded by a, per- a bleh, by a promotional blitz <laughs> that included that included the ice cream sundaes sold at Disneyland's Carnation Plaza, Madame Leota, the medium in the scene room, and a tiny ta- and, and the tiny talking figure at the end of the ride is modeled after imaginary Leota tombs. Also known as yeah. So when you're when you're leaving, when you're when you're going up the escalator, it just says "Hurry back." You know the little person there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's Leota Tombs. Um, it says the attraction officially opened on August 12th, but but on August 9th was the the grand opening of of Haunted Mansion. One of my favorites, one of David's favorites that he's still trying <laughs> to get on. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yep. just to, to to talk about David, um, like we said in the beginning, David will be on every now and then. So he will be back on the show. He's just not on tonight with us, but he will be back on the show eventually. So we're talking, we're thinking about you, David, and hope you're having a good time, buddy. How about you, Tim? You want to read the next one there? 
Yeah, quick question. Have any of you guys tried the Haunted Mansion tacos, the special edition 50th anniversary tacos? Uh, No, what's that all about? Oh my gosh, they were so good. I think they had them at the, what's that restaurant right next door to Thunder Mountain? Oh, Costa de la Corz, whatever it is, the the Mexican restaurant there, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they had these special edition Haunted Mansion tacos, and they were just out of this world, so. Oh, that's right, you went there last year, didn't you? Yep, oh yeah, Yeah. it was so much fun. (laughs) Awesome, I'll get this next one, so. Tell us about Chuck Abbott. All right, Chuck Abbott begins work at Disneyland as a ride operator on the Autopia. Um, Abbott has to really pay attention as there's no track on the attraction, which I kind of wish they would still do because it's kind of annoying to sit there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want people to sit there and bump into each other, but it would be kind of cool to kind of, you know, go off track a little bit. And um, (laughs) um, At this time, and the drivers frequently crash into anything and everything, which, yeah, it's horrible, Um, including (laughs) cast members. He will go on to become a foreman at Disneyland for 36 years and be named a Disney legend in 2005, two years after his death. A first for an hourly theme park cast member. Yeah, that's hmm. very cool. That's yeah. crazy. If you're wondering, we, we we get our information for this week in Disney from this week in Disney or this day in DisneyHistory.com. Great website. So if uh, you guys are looking to just find out what's going on at Disney all the time, that's where we get our information. And um, <clears throat> how about you, Amber? You want to wrap this last one up? I'm sure you have no problem <laughs> talking about this guy. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so August 11th, 1983, actor Chris Hemsworth is born in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. So fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe know him as Thor in the films Thor, The Avengers, Thor The Dark World, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, which is an amazing specimen of a movie. Tika Waititi, I can't say enough about that movie. Um, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. I think he crushed it in Endgame with the fat suit. I think he looked amazing. Oh, yes, he, that too, yeah. Such a change for <laughs> that, that, such a change to expect in that in that role with the you know, big old mu- mu- muscular guy. And in the last movie there, he's just, just a big yeah. normal dude. You oh, know? I bet he had a blast. Oh god, I'm sure. <laughs> so that is what's happening. What happened? I'm talking about, that was this week in Disney history. We will move on now to what's happening in the world of Disney. Uh, we get this news from our friends at the DisneyInsider.com. If you're looking for good information on the Disney World, um, Hulu, Fox, the Disney Parks, um, you name it, anything on there is the DisneyInsider.com ran by Skylar Schuler and Derek. Um, great guys, check out the DisneyInsider.com. First article here is um, about Captain Marvel 2. Yes. Uh, um, very, I'm going to bring up the story here because it's easier to talk about that way. So, um, yeah, Nina DaCosta. Yes. Do you know so, who she is? Um, I just read the article. I'd seen it a couple of days ago. Um, I don't watch scary movies, so yeah. I haven't watched Candyman or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking mind. forward to a woman director. Like it has to be. It's a it's a Captain Marvel. It's a woman empowerment thing. So as long oh, as absolutely. we cast a strong woman director, I was excited. So. Absolutely. It says it says details on the project are being kept under wraps, but the film will move from the film's 1990s setting to present day. So I I remember Chris and David always talking about they always talk about um Miss Ma what is it her friend, Captain Marvel's friend. That's in is it Rambo? Is that her name? Yeah. 
Maria. Yeah, so she, yeah. Maria. So, and I believe she, yeah. So I'm thinking it's going to dive into some of that. Um, yeah. It says WandaVision staff writer, Megan McDonald will pen the script for the sequel. So it's all, like you said, empowering women is, it's mm-hmm. awesome. So, and that movie did so much for empowering women. That was one of the first Marvel, Marvel movies I saw with Chris and David. And, you know, to, they that kind of got me into this whole understanding or trying to understand Marvel. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Brie, Brie, Brie Larson will reprise her role as Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel and the film's expected July 8th, 2022. Tim, what do you think about Captain Marvel 2 and Nia DaCosta? Oh, okay. Did we lose Tim? Uh-oh. Tim? It shows his mic is muted. Tim, <laughs> unmute your mic. <laughs> anyway, so I'm Can excited. You hear me? Captain Marvel. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but it just, I just looked down and it was showing muted. So, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know who uh, Nia DaCosta is, but I know the first Captain Marvel was absolutely amazing. So hopefully the second one's going to be just as good. So, oh, absolutely. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, next I would expect oh, yeah. them to introduce some younger characters that will um, kind of be part of that next phase of the universe, hopefully. So. Right. Do you think it's going to pick up after? Where do you think it's going to be? Is it, so it's obviously going to continue her story. So it's going to be obviously pre Endgame and in Infinity War, I would think, right? I think it's going to be post. That yeah, would be I think it's going to be post. You think it'll yeah. be after? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It'll be kind of a bridge, right? That and yeah. the, and the um, you know, Scarlet Witch, right? That's kind of a throwback, but I have a feeling they're going to at least right. add in tidbits of the post kind of Endgame world. And so we're going to see a few of these carryover movies, I think, introduce what will be the next like phase of characters, right? Well, so. Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch is my favorite, so I'm lo- so looking forward to, <laughs> to, to, to WandaVision. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange because I hear it stars yeah. Scarlet Witch in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for all this stuff. Now, this next story excites me. We already talked about Tom Hanks once. Tom Hanks, who played – Tom Hanks is like Disney's golden boy. He's played <laughs> – he plays Woody. He's played Walt Disney. He's played Mr. Rogers. That wasn't for Disney, but who can this guy not play? So um, Tom Hanks is back in talks to play Geppetto in Disney's live action of Pinocchio, which is so exciting. Wow. Uh, according to the story, I guess um, talks fell off last year sometime. And then uh, Robert Zemeckis, who has done so many great movies, has signed back on, signed on for the project in the fall, and uh, Hanks reached out to him. So he's back in talks now to uh, play Geppetto, which I think is going to be great. Uh, what do you guys think about Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Pinocchio's dad? I think Amazing. he's going to do a good job. I mean, every movie I've seen Tom Hanks in, in Disney, right. especially like Saving Mr. Banks as Walt Disney, I mean, he just killed it. I mean, absolutely did amazing. So playing as Geppetto, I think is going to be absolutely incredible. I'm kind of curious, though, who's going to play Pinocchio? Right? I was just thinking the same thing. Right. Well, will it be an animated character? Will it be a person? I mean, you know, are right. they going to do it? Or, yeah. yeah. I, well, it says it has a $150 million budget. So that's a pretty big budget for it. And it's the same budget that Beauty and the Beast Live had when they did right. Beauty and the Beast. So it's going to have a big budget. So I'm looking forward to I mean, there's some pretty dramatic scenes in Pinocchio, you know, on the island and in the whale. So Yeah. Who would you guys uh, like to see play Pinocchio? <sighs> Wow. I mean, how old is Pinocchio supposed to be again? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know. A little Isn't boy. He like, he's like, <laughs> that's I mean, all I know. What is he, 10 or 12? I don't know. I, I, I really don't so, know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know I don't by know name a lot, a of, lot of child actors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I love the idea of Tom Hanks being Geppetto. I mean, that's going to draw people to the theater for sure. Definitely. Yeah. If there is a theater at that time. So, because you never know. <laughs> oh, you never know. <laughs> which oh, yeah. brings us, which will bring us to our next story. Um, I want to get you guys to pay on this because I think this is an interesting thing here. So yeah. last last week, um, Disney had their um, financial, um, I guess if you want to call it that, financial uh, meeting with their shareholders. Yeah, it's like a shareholder meeting where um, Bob Chapik talked to everyone. And the, one of the biggest announcements from there was besides Disney using losing $3 billion from the theme parks in five months um, was the fact that that Mulan, which obviously for obvious reasons was supposed to come out in I think March or April, um, has not came out yet. So they are actually going to release it on Disney+. Plus. I believe it's September 4th. I'm not 100% sure. But um, – I, I think it's September 4th or it's going to be around there. Now the kicker to, to it being released on Disney plus is that you can watch Mulan live action Mulan with no songs in it, you know, for 20, for a one time purchase of 29 99. No what are songs. You guys, I don't think it has, I, it, I think it has background music, but I don't think it has the songs from the, from the, from the cartoon from, from huh. what I've heard, from what I've heard about it. It's a complete, like, it's like a drama, which I oh, guess it really? could be, be, it's it's a have you ever yeah watched the previews and you're just like whoa this movie is it's going to be really good and I know they're going to kill it but what do you guys think about let's start with Amber what do you guys think about paying twenty nine ninety nine to to for one time to watch that movie yeah now, keep I in mean, keep no. in mind when you pay the twenty nine ninety nine you get to keep it forever in your queue so you yeah. don't it's, it's it's not just a one time watch so okay. it's thirty bucks and you have it in your queue forever. What do you so think you, about you're, that? Amber? You're pretty much purchasing it as a Blu-ray basically and digital download in one, which you would go to Walmart and pay for when it was released on video anyway. Exactly, exactly. So when you look at it that way, the first time I read this, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me! There is no way I'm paying twenty nine dollars to watch this movie." And then the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I'm like rationaling it out, like. Well, but if I were to buy the DVD and the digital download, mm-hmm. or if I were to take all my nieces and nephews to see it, which is probably exactly. what I would do anyway, I would be paying more than that. So I could just purchase it, you know, have a sleepover at my house, stream it for like all of my nieces and nephews. So, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where initially it was kind of the shock factor of thinking yeah. about it being such a high price point, but then then it started to make more sense. Right. How about you, Tim? I kind of agree with Amber. I mean, at first it was kind of like, oh, I'm not paying 30 bucks to watch that on Disney Plus, but it is Mulan and Mulan was absolutely incredible. Um, And as long as you pay that one-time fee and you get to, you know, watch it whenever on Disney Plus, I think it's pretty worth it. So, I mean, there's no difference between doing that and going to the store, going to Best Buy and buying it on Blu-ray and getting the digital, you know, download and paying 30 bucks for a steel case or whatever. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, just watching as much as you want. So, um, to me, I think it's worth it. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. So, how about you, Sean? No, I absolutely agree with both of you. I mean, being a huge Disney fan, I mean, I'll do it because it's. One, it's supporting Disney because that's what what's what I do. I mean, it's why we do this is for our love of Disney. But uh, the the idea, like Amber said, you know, we, you go to the movies, you spend your twelve dollars for the movie, which is cheap because we live in Oregon. I mean, I know down like in California and other places that it's like fifteen dollars to go to the movies. So, yeah. you know, we pay t- we pay ten to twelve dollars, and um, 
Then you get your $8 bucket of popcorn, your $6 soda, and then you take your son with you and you go to the same thing for him. And you're spending 50 or $60 for two people. Like you said, Amber, you could take, you know, spend 30 bucks. You have it forever in your queue. You could have your friends over, have your grandson, Mike, Mike, I have Cashton over to watch it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to be there forever. So I think it's a, I think it's a smart idea. I think they tried, they tried and tried and tried to hold this off because they didn't want to do this. But I think there's a point when like, we got to do something. Yeah. And I think it's going to, it's going to be a shot in the arm for Disney again. Cause I mean, let's be honest, they, they do need money there. I mean, you know. It's going to help. They have 60, I believe there's 62 million subscribers already to Disney Plus. If, oh, half, wow. of, if, if, if half of them or three quarters of them spend the 30 bucks, it makes sense. It's not going to make, it's not, it's not going to make box office numbers. I know it is still, it's still going to be released theatrically in, you know, I, overseas, I believe. But I mean, I, I think it's a good idea. And I think it's smart on their part to, to, to do this and good on them. And, you know, and like you said, it was kind of shocking at first because Bob Chapik, when he said it, he said, it, 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 it's it's a one-off and I, I'm like, what does that mean? You just pay for it once and it's over. Then like I read it more, watched some other stuff on it. And so wait a sec. Oh, so you get to keep it for a while. You get to keep it forever actually. So why would you not do this? Yeah. The you, one-off yeah. thing kind of bothered me, but yeah, it was, it was the same. There's that wording. I'm like one-off. What does that mean? You know? So, but um, I do want to mention before we move on to our next topic, which is our star Wars section. Um, we are partners with getawaytoday.com. If you don't know who getawaytoday.com is, they are um, one of the leaders in Disney travel. They do Disney Cruise Lines, um, Disney World, Disneyland, um, just travel in general. We are partners of theirs. Um, if you want to help out Walt's apartment, you can uh, click on the link in our bio and it will uh, take you to their site. And if you purchase through them, it obviously helps us out. And they're really good people. Jen from Getaway Today is uh, great. All the people there um, – we will be having Jen on in a few weeks to talk about Disney travel. So um, thank you, Getaway Today. And now I'm really excited about this, and I'm glad that uh, Amber said, she, yes, she would do this. Um, we are, have a new segment. It's called Tales from the Cantina. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you know exactly what that means. So <laughs> week, weekly, um, Amber is going to run us through some Star Wars news and uh, just give us her thoughts on Star Wars. So, Amber, the floor is yours, yeah. man. So as typical with a cantina, some of these things may be official news and some may be rumors. So right. the first one is a very popular rumor that's yet to be confirmed by Disney. But the rumored release of The Mandalorian Season 2 is set for August 7th. I mean, not August, October 7th. See, I'm already super anxious about it. <laughs> October <laughs> 7th on Disney+. Plus. Um, yes. And I don't know about your households, but mine is pumped. For this. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I um, was I was not sure about this show when it came out. I'm like, what is this? And I watched them like, oh my god, this is it's amazing visually and just the story is great. Yeah, and the fact that it's brought in so many new fans oh, to yeah. Star Wars that were always like, eh, Star Wars, yeah, whatever. And then it just happened to hit at this right time, I think, culturally, and it drew in so many people that it would never have before into oh, yeah. something Star Warsy. It doesn't really feel Star Warsy, right? It's gritty. No. It's kind of like this Western vibe. It's got adorable baby Yodas to speak to all right. of us moms in the world <laughs> or just anybody that appreciates cute kitty photos, like whatever. It's got something for everybody. So, yeah, Tim, you need to you need to watch it. Watch yeah. this. Oh, I'll get on it. <laughs> you have to you have till October, Tim, to uh, get that handle because we when that starts, hopefully we'll be able to break down all the episodes on here and have Amber go through them and dissect them. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. So. Yeah, so we're we're looking forward to a lot of potential things like, uh, you know, what's going to happen to the 
to the child, as he's oh, known, yeah. or she. I guess we haven't even officially gotten much out of that, but you know, there's that's a baby lot of- Yoda, Tim. Baby, the child. That's baby Yoda. Yeah, we're yeah. just filling oh, well. you in since, since you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And the big reveal at the end of season one with the dark saber, you know, like oh, yes. what, 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 what meaning does that have? And that ties into a lot of other shows like Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And so, right. yeah, it's going to, it's going to be awesome. Um, and so next, oh, yeah, can't wait. Uh, they talked about, let's see, the release of the Bad Batch spinoff. So Clone Wars, the animated series, mm-hmm. um, released its final, final season, according to Filoni, um, this last year on Disney+. Plus. Amazing animated series. If you don't normally think to watch an animated show because it's, you know, quote, made for children. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, I highly recommend um at least going through some of the key episodes that they talk about on Disney or uh, starwars.com. There's a okay. list of kind of some key Clone Wars episodes. I recommend you check them out because they're going to have tie-ins to the universe of the Mandalorian and some other things later on. But this last season, they introduced um, kind of this group of clone troopers known as the Bad Batch. And they're now going to get their own spinoff show. All right very much reminded me of like the A team, you know, the seven. Oh, nice. Yeah, with Mr. T and all of them. Like, uh, great comedy relief, some action, some very like archetype, stereotypical character pieces that come into play. It was super fun. So I'm, I'm super excited for a, a spinoff show with the Bad Batch. That'll be entertaining. Right on. And then uh, this last week, I think it was last week, uh, San Diego Comic Con, maybe it was the week before. Did a bunch of their panels virtually, you know, because Comic-Con, as we know them, are not occurring. Uh, So Lucasfilms had their uh, publishing panel, talked about some up-and-coming things being released. Uh, Vader's Castle Comics, which uh, if you're a comic book fan, those are some amazing works with kind of this dark edge to them. Uh, They're going to come out with a collection called Lightsabers Collection that will kind of give you more in-depth details about um, lightsabers and their history. There'll be um, a very cool Star Wars Myths and Fables with six stories, um, kind of in-universe set myths and fables. Um, And then The Galaxy's Edge. Art of Galaxy's Edge by Amy Ratcliffe. So that'll be interesting. Some of the like concept art and things that they use oh, to wow. Galaxy's Edge. So yeah, some neat stuff coming out. I'm kind of a book nerd too. So I'll talk about publishing stuff a lot. Nice. Uh, so that's kind of my shtick. And they released a lot more too. So if you go to starwars.com, there's some more tidbits of, of things that'll be coming out. So right on. Yeah. Is that all you got for the Star Wars stuff? It is. Well, <laughs> I could talk Star Wars forever. Want me to keep going? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I just want to make sure that's what that's what we have in our notes here. I just want to make sure. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to diving in. I'm going to think of some questions to ask you because I, I know I, I mean I've watched all the Star Wars movies. I like Star Wars. Uh, you know, I don't know it as well as you do, so I'm going to think of some stuff to ask you to kind of have you help me out with learning it more. Like, I've never seen Clone Wars. I'm sorry, and I but. but yeah. I know, I know, I need to, and I've heard I need to. So, I appreciate you being on here, and I, I'm looking forward to your weekly input. So, thank you so much for that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't have to power through all episodes of every season. I think Disney okay. did a good job before this last season came out. Uh, there's an article on starwars.com that kind of outlines like maybe 20 episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. That are really must see, especially the mall arc. Um, kind of help you okay. understand how he ended up where he did in the solo movie, the end, and and how all that might tie in. Um, are they all on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, perfect. Next, we are going to do some park hopping with me and Tim. We got some a uh, little bit of park news to go over. Um, first thing up here is uh, Walt Disney World is cutting hours in September, so um, yeah. they're they're cutting back their hours even more than what they were before. Um, Right now, parks obviously are running uh, about 30% capacity. Um, Disney will not release an exact amount, but estimations are that they're running about 30% in the, in, in the parks right now. But um, That's crazy. It seems like pe- but people that are going, I've, I've watched many videos of people that are there, absolutely are loving it. So, um, yeah, um, no long no lines, line. I would too. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going through the whole park like in a matter of like four hours and have the rest of the day do what they want. So, the hours cutting, you know, my, my daughter used to work at Disney World, so I asked her, to, one of her friends still works, so I said, hey, ask him why they're doing this, why they cut their hours even more. And he said, well, um, biggest reason is because school's starting back up in Florida, and they're actually going to school there. So um, uh, they, they don't see a reason to keep the parks open any later. So like right now, I mean, the the, the new hours are starting on September 8th. Uh, Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. It was 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Epcot will be open from 11 to 7. It was 11 to 9. And I like these hours, too, because you don't have to get there so early, too. Yeah. So, I mean, what mm-hmm. they're doing is really, really smart. Uh, Hollywood Studios is 10 a.m. to 7. It was 10 a.m. to 8. Right now, that's what it is. Uh, Animal Kingdom is 9 to 5. And previously, it was 8 to 6. So, um, yeah, they're changing those down. They're changing those because uh, I get it. You know, they don't they don't need the big crowds there because they don't have because of the capacity that they have. So it makes sense. Um, Tim, you want to touch on the next topic a little bit or, I mean, it's yeah, positive pretty COVID, straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Positive COVID-19 test at downtown Disney. Yeah. That is not good. Well, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was reported a couple of days ago. I think Gothic Rosie, who is, if you, yeah. if you want your good, uh, parks news, Gothic Rosie has all the Disneyland news all the time. So she is amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I guess one of the, uh, cast members tested positive about a week and a half ago and it's been taken care of since. I don't know what the status is of anyone. I haven't heard anything else, but um, from what I've heard through the parks, through from the parks, from Disney, uh, from downtown Disney, from Disney Springs, Shanghai, everywhere that's open right now. I think everything is open now except Disneyland and uh, Hong Kong right now is that most people feel safer being there than walking into your Walmart. Because oh of my. how, because of how strict that the cast members are being with you, you got to keep your mask up over your nose. You cannot walk and eat. Uh, you got to sit down somewhere if you're going to eat, and you pull your mask down to eat. So it sounds, and they're wiping stuff down. They they got plastic barriers everywhere. So it seems like they're doing the right thing. Well, they yeah. were pretty consistent about even just cleaning up trash when. Oh yeah. When they were at full capacity, and people, you know. In most theme parks, they're very dirty places. Disneyland was right. never like that. Like their no. cast members are on it. So I can only imagine it's the same kind of heightened standard being set for, you know, disinfecting right. and all of that. Yeah, I, thought yeah I, I saw a video on Instagram. I think I sent it to you, Sean. Um, it was a guy cleaning up or sanitizing the Jungle Cruise boat. 
Um, and he was just sitting there spraying the entire thing down and then they cycle it once. Um, and then they put the gas in it. But I, I think they're doing a pretty good job at trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19 at the park. So, um, they're doing a good job. I can tell you one thing, if they keep this going and they don't get any cases out, they could get that many cases out of those parks. They're going to look at, look like heroes when this is done, you know, because, because they're, they're doing the right things, taking the right, the right precautions for sure. And then Disneyland will open. Yay. Yeah, we could only hope. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, Keep our fingers crossed. Last thing to touch on in the parks is uh, it was announced the other day that Disneyland has now canceled all their reservations through August 29th. Uh, so if anyone had reservations, they've been canceled in the, in the hotels or whatever. So which brings, you know, which brings me to my question. I've asked this before. Um, when do you guys think Disneyland will open? Amber, when, when do you think you will actually see Disneyland open its gates? I don't know. I've been pretty back and forth this whole time and yeah. and back and forth about my own choice of if it is open, <laughs> if I would go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Do you think this year? I think they're going to try really hard to, but probably yeah. not. Not yeah. with not with California always seem to be in the top states, right? Yep. Of the outbreaks. So Well, Florida's a top state and they're open. So I'm yeah, Florida's <laughs> horrible <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think Florida was at a point to where they couldn't come back because they were already had their cast they already had their cast members back. Then they had a spike. They're like, damn, we gotta go through with this and mm-hmm. see what you know, basically see what happens. And so far it seemed it seemed like it's been okay. So they've been open for almost a month now, I believe, and I haven't heard a lot of negativity out of there. So Tim, when do you no. think they'll open up? Uh, I want to say this year. Um, I know they're, I think they're just kind of watching how things go with the other parks and seeing if there's any, you know, COVID-19 positive tests and stuff like that. Um, I want to say probably end of year this year, um, but maybe, maybe not until the vaccine comes out for the COVID-19. So right. I just, right. it's so hard to tell. Oh, absolutely. So that's going to bring us with our parks news i do want to mention one thing before we finish up tonight um i don't know if any of you guys know who provost park pass is they're a huge a very very well-known disney vlogger they're incredible. um <clears throat> Am, uh, amanda and uh chris are an amazing family um this week i think it was on wednesday i saw he made an announcement that he lost his daughter tragically this week so we just want to tell you chris that uh we are we are all just thinking about you sending our thoughts and prayers your way as well, going through that, through that difficult time of losing, losing, a, losing your daughter. So uh, I just want to, throw, I wanted to mention that before we went off the air. So just Chris, Amanda, Miles, we're thinking about you guys and uh, definitely uh, thought, thoughts with you for sure. Absolutely. So, so that's going to bring us to the end of the second full episode of Walt's apartment. Um, we're still working on working the bugs out of this and we're, we're going to get it right. Hopefully you guys, um, if you guys have any suggestions or concerns or stuff you'd like to see, you can definitely get a hold of us on Instagram. Um, Tim is doing an amazing job running our Instagram page. We do have a Facebook page. If you like, just look up Walt's apartment, a Disney podcast on Facebook. Um, we'll be working on our website here soon, but if you guys have anything, shoot us a message, what you like to hear. You want to hear the, the history of a certain ride. You want to hear the, uh, you know, you want to hear more about something from Star Wars? Let us know, you know, what you guys want to hear. Um, Amber, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, nope. You can uh, find me at Amber Tin Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. I love chatting about Star Wars. So uh, anytime. <laughs> All right, perfect. 
Tim, how about you? Are you there? Yeah, are you there? Whoa, it just cut out. <laughs> are you there? What were, what were you saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts or tell us where we can find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at Mr. Timothy Cricket. Same thing for Facebook. And yes, Sean Williams came up with that name. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, if you guys if you guys have any, you know, ideas for us, yeah, just send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear on these podcasts because we we definitely love the inputs and we definitely would love to, you know, talk about what you guys want to hear. So yeah, if you have anything, instant message us, let us know, and we'd be more than happy to talk about it. So all right. And you can find me at Big Papa Disney on Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, B-I-G-P-A-P-A-D-I-S-N-E-Y. And uh, <laughs> what? That, that, nothing. What? Uh, I love it. I just love it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have to spell Papa because people think it's P-O-P-P-A. So it's P-A-P-A. Sure, I almost did that too when I was looking your name up on Facebook. <laughs> because because my uh, my grandson calls me Papa. So that's why I went, I, I went with that. And I will say this. Um, no, I won't say anything. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So with that being said, we want to thank you for joining us for this week of Waltz, at Waltz Apartment. And we hope you enjoyed the view with us. And good night, Chris. Good night. <laughs>